Happy Friday. I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is important, not important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news of the week, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter every Friday, plus my conversations with the world's smartest people on most Mondays. You can find the email version and links to everything or read it on the web at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. The link is also right in your show notes. Quick message, INI is 100% independent and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all, but to pay it forward and support our work, we don't have VC funding or anything, to get weekly deep-dive essays from me and our guests, to find co-founders, to connect with other listeners like you, to comment on the news, and to get an invitation to our community, please consider becoming a paid member. You can visit importantnotimportant.com slash membership to do that today. It is August 26th, 2022. In climate change news, for weeks, China has been at the mercy of what is probably the most severe heat wave in recorded history, with overnight lows as high as 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Extreme drought has closed hydropower plants, threatened rice and corn crop yields, and drinking water, while crippling heat has threatened lives, uh, steel and aluminum factories, and supply chains ranging from electric vehicles to solar panels and batteries, which is all ironic because we need way more of those things to make the heat chill the fuck out. And until now, China's made most of those things. Quote, this combines the most extreme intensity with the most extreme length with an incredibly huge area all at the same time, weather historian Maximiliano Herrera told New Scientist. There is nothing in world climatic history which is even minimally comparable to what is happening in China. So look, China's in a tough spot on a number of fronts, which isn't really something we could say very often over the past couple of decades. Happening right now, zero COVID still going on and will be studied in public health textbooks for a very long time. Their population is old and crashing. The housing market is a complicated shit show, but before you go throw stones, easy on the literal glass houses there, America. I've talked quite a bit about how 21st century geopolitics are being rearranged on the back of clean energy minerals. And look, the distribution of these things is fairly long tail, but the bulk of the resources we need, at least that we know about or aren't at the bottom of the ocean, are in China, as are the manufacturing capabilities. So all in all, until about two weeks ago, our clean energy future was pretty dependent on China. But then Nancy popped into Taiwan China got predictably pissed, they scrambled some jets, and they bailed on saving the world together, despite John Kerry's best efforts. Back home, though, Ira passed, essentially requiring that the aforementioned better, cleaner future be sourced and built here at home or with strategic partners, which has entered us into this new clean economy arms race. And like planting a tree or making a lasagna, the best time to start a clean energy arms race was yesterday. The next best time? Today. So will said arms race get us to zero emissions faster than cooperation would have? I don't know. Maybe. I have zero interest in celebrating the suffering of a billion and a half people. But if China saw clean air, clean energy, and water as the necessary way forward before, you'd better believe they'll double down now once they can turn the power back on. Look, here's what we can do. Almost anyone can invest in climate tech. Truly, through stocks, 
uh, as an angel or a VC, or even through your company through corporate contributions. It's actually one of the best ways for corporations to drive down emissions on top of, of course, quitting them entirely. So check out our friends at Climate Tech VC's rundown on IRA's impact on capital costs and find your way in. In COVID news, some still undefined percentage of tens of millions of COVID cases turn into what's called long COVID, whatever that is. And the point is, we need to know a lot more about it. Look, if you subscribe to the notion that every problem presents an opportunity, which is kind of the point of my parenting and my work here, here's the deal. A hundred years of evidence proves that viral infections can lead to a wide variety of crippling post-viral conditions. Then we got cooked by a novel coronavirus in the year of our Lord 2020. So all in all, we should have anticipated some sort of after effect. We still have a chance to build a national institute for post-viral conditions. What is that? It is a center intentionally focused, but also encompassing in a Mayo Clinic or even Bell Labs-like setting, pulling together in one place immunology, neurology, uh, cardiopulmonary, sociology. The goal, of course, to make a team to address post-viral brain frog and maternal health and more, all proposed so eloquently and forcefully by Zainab Tefeki in the New York Times this week. Many, many doctors and researchers have burned out helping current and future patients, but we have to arm them better. We have to give them interdisciplinary and complementary teammates, clearer messaging, better data and data architecture, inputs and outputs, a hell of a lot less bureaucracy, and a radical new commitment to high-skilled immigration reform, and of course, value-based incentives to do the care. So yes, of course, we're still doing this live three years in, but knowing what we know of the past hundred years and that this will absolutely happen again, and we're still doing it, we can do so much better right now. Here's what we can do. I've said it before, the US-based uh, National Institutes of Health sponsored study, the Recover study, is continually recruiting new participants. So if you or someone you love has literally any version of long COVID, please sign up at the link in the newsletter. In food and water news, coal ash is exactly what it sounds like. And with the industry winding down, it's cleanup time. Remember the song from your kid's preschool? Millions of marginalized black and brown people have fought for decades to rid their frontline communities of fossil fuel production. Thanks to their efforts and groups like Beyond Coal, coal's on the way out. But residual waste and the trucks and trains that carry it remain a cancerous legacy, poisoning the air and water of generations of marginalized locals. Look, for all the hand-wringing over what do we do with nuclear waste, fossil fuel-related deaths blow anything else out of the water. So utilities who seek to raise rates to pay for brown water ash pond cleanups in Memphis or West Virginia or to cap oil wells in Los Angeles after the fact can respectfully get fucked. On the other hand, building new solar farms on top of closed ash landfills is an oversimplified great way to replace power and jobs. This transition will take a hell of a lot of work, and you can bet your ass the petrochemical folks will do everything they can to hold on to what they've got. They're not building a lot of new infrastructure, even with those shitty new leases, but standing up for these communities, communities that have done it on their own for so long, is how we fight. Here's what we can do. Earth Justice is suing the EPA over coal ash dumps. We're big fans. Start a new monthly gift of however you can, much you can afford at the link in the newsletter. In health and bio news, 
Depression is back in the news, and let's just take a rundown real quick. Depression rates are believed to have tripled since COVID showed up. A massive umbrella study that we covered showed that depression is probably not caused by serotonin abnormalities. A new FDA-approved drug, Ovelity, can improve symptoms of clinical depression after just a week of administration. But we don't know exactly how it works. A simple blood test for neurofilament could check for brain disease and measure how well therapeutics are working or not. And last one, alcohol has long been used in the shadow of depression, but a recent NYU study showed that psilocybin, the psychedelic compound in magic mushrooms, you're welcome, psilocybin-assisted therapy, barely but finally granted breakthrough therapy status by the FDA, could reduce heavy drinking by 83%. So that's the rundown. Look, we got a long way to go with depression, but momentum is building, and we're working on things we've never worked on before and just in time. So here's what we can do. There's 24 psilocybin-related studies currently recruiting for everything from depression to meth addiction to bipolar disorder. Find out more or sign up, again, at the link in the newsletter. In computer news, look, if climate touches everything, so does COVID, and maternal health hasn't escaped either one. How does that relate to data? Well, from Stat News, during the acute phase of the COVID-19 pandemic, maternal death during hospitalization for delivery in America increased from 5.17 to 8.69 deaths for every 100,000 patients. But why? Well, we don't know. But we might know more and soon because we're getting so much more data from all the COVID work. Yes, the quote says our data was limited in the sense that it was hospital-level data, said Jose Figueroa, a physician and hospitalist at Brigham and Women's Hospital who researches health policy and management. We didn't have data in the prenatal period, and we didn't have data in the postnatal period. We just knew there was a pregnant person admitted. So take what we can get. Baseline America was already a preventable maternal health tragedy. But this isn't the direction we want to continue going in, of course. So this part, the data part, is key. We have more data than ever before because of COVID, and now it's coming in hot, almost live. COVID aside, there are long-standing questions we could finally answer. For example, how do we build more clinical trials that are actually safe for people who are pregnant? Another quote from Jose, a single birth encompasses a huge variety of clinical encounters, from family planning and prenatal tests to delivery and a child's first pediatric visits, which could each come with its own provider, record system, and standards for data collection. You can have the best questions in the world, but if you don't have a good data set to answer those questions, he said, there's only so much you can do. The trick is, are we able to develop tools and technology to fill in and make the data better? Great point. Look, maternal health is yet another area that would benefit from reverse engineering teams, funding, and processes from a clear, measurable outcome. Like, for example, reduce mortality risk from 23.8 for every 100,000 live births to 1 by 2030. And if that sounds crazy, the Netherlands is already at 1.2. Here's what we can do. I would love if you checked out my conversation with Representative Lauren Underwood about the very personal reason she's fighting for better maternal health in America and what you can do to support her mission. If you check it out right in the feed or Google it, it's called Black Moms Matter. Here's 10 things from my notebook. One, Dark Brandon got chips, Ira, DACA, student debt, burn pits, and now science paywalls all done just this month. Brain zapping apparently boosts older people's short and long-term memory. I really hesitated even writing that one because it sounds crazy. Puerto Rico is becoming a battery. Snap settled the you stored my face without asking lawsuit with for $35 million. 
Sammy Roth has an incredible start to his new Powering the West series for the LA Times. Can't recommend you read it enough. Uh, number six, what does refrigeration mean for Rwanda? Number seven, the new National Green Bank's got $27 billion to spend on clean energy products. Number eight, Japan is going nuclear once again. I am shocked. Number nine, pre-bunking might protect against misinformation. And number 10, California and maybe 15 other states too will progressively ban gas car sales and then entirely by 2035. That's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend. <laughs>